0: welcome to the venus rises astrology podcast with co-hosts bronwyn simons and rebecca beer two venus ruled astrologers bringing you the planetary energy of the week hi rebecca hey
1: bronwyn we are in the midst of a mercury retrograde in aquarius i think everybody knows about that and has been feeling that in their lives Actually, I told you the other day about the post, how I haven't been getting mail for like a week, right? So I went right. to the post office and they said, oh, your mail carrier has been on vacation since the 17th or something. <laughs> and I was like, is that when we went into the shadow? And it then, is. yeah. Yeah. And, then, yeah. and I was there for an hour and they couldn't find the mail. And then she went back and found some of the mail. And so, yeah, that's that's it's classic. Lit- Classic Mercury retrograde stuff. Yeah. So there's that. And we also have this stellium in Aquarius that is just kicking off this week. We're going to have five planets in Aquarius Mercury, the Sun, Jupiter, Venus, and Saturn. Because Venus is going to go into Aquarius on Monday. The overall energy is still that Saturn-Uranus vibration that we've been feeling. and We're just going to be hanging out with Saturn and Uranus all year pretty much off and on.
0: Yep, we're coming up on the opening chapter of that big three-part story of the year. And boy, I'm seeing it so much in people's stories. It's big, that Saturn-Uranus.
1: Well, as like the overarching theme though, like on... In the macrocosm or in like mundane astrology, we see that in all of the revolution, revolt, protests that that are going on like globally. This just like little pockets of protests everywhere for a myriad of reasons. Often related to uh, COVID though, um, and sometimes government abuse um, in Russia, right? Like pro-democracy demonstrations. So that's like the overarching Saturn-Uranus for the mundane world, but how do you think that feeds down into the vibration of people's daily lives on a personal level?
0: Yeah, how it filters down into our lives and the stories that I've been seeing just in friends and clients. We are really being pushed up against our growing edge and it's uncomfortable. And this thing that I've been talking about since the beginning of the year about resiliency being the key and how we're going to be given opportunities to pivot and to deal with the unexpected. It's this really interesting combination of factors, right? With the the quality of the disruptive energies is it's really that Taurus up against Aquarius thing like earth meeting air. And it's complicated by the mercury retrograde. I'm seeing These stories in everyone's life where some unexpected thing is coming in, whether it's a body thing, something with your nervous system, something with your health, or something in your outer world that's a communication issue or a big tech issue coming in and forcing you to pivot, kind of throwing you back on your own resources as far as Venus stuff. And we'll talk about how Venus ties into this, but I'm thinking just of Venus as the ruler of Taurus. So there's a lot of toggling back and forth for us between our Aquarius stuff and our Taurus stuff. And just having to use our ingenuity to figure stuff out, to stay strong and to pivot and to deal with last minute changes. And it's hard. It's really hard.
1: I remember we were talking about this a couple of weeks ago and we had that idea of uh, salsa dancing and getting a partner who's really into giving you spins, And then you have yes. to like, yes.
0: Mm -hmm. I have been, I've been, I've been saying that to literally every client. If you've come to see me in the last two weeks, you've heard me talk about salsa or the cha-cha and how it's like the pivoting and the two steps forward and one step back. And you've got to be strong in your dance this year. It's really challenging.
1: Do you think, so you think Venus is going to be coming to bring some soothing balm to the situation when she enters Aquarius on a Monday
0: I don't know so much about soothing balm, but definitely she's going to be bringing in some balance. And if we lean into the Venusian parts of our lives, if we're really seeking balance and homeostasis and really um, accessing our inner balance and inner beauty, that's going to help us. There's another thing that's happening with Venus this week. At the same time as she moves into Aquarius, she is going below the horizon. So we're not able to see her anymore as a morning star. It's called her morning heliacal descent, but what that really means is she's no longer visible as our morning star and she's going into her underworld phase until May when she'll pop back up above the horizon, but as an evening star. So on a mythic level, this is one really important piece of that Venus journey when she goes and does her goddess in the underworld thing when she meets with the sun, which she'll do in March. And all of that is invisible to us. So the way that the way that corresponds to our own inner journey is it's a time of um, deep introspection and reflection around the Venusian things in our lives. So it's not so much healing balm, but it is a deep internal support. And I think that we are being called to transform some of that inner support in terms of self-love, self-support in terms of finances, and being really strong in our relationships. I think it's an opportunity for us to support that inner Venusian part of ourselves while she supports us. So it's not the usual like lovely grace notes and balm that I sometimes talk about the Venus journey with, but I think that she is a substantial support in the way that lands in our lives is our inner reflections about how we support ourselves, actually physically in the world with our finances, um, with the relationships that we engage in and how they support us, and with our overall sense of inner balance, that we'll be thinking about that a lot and falling back on those strengths in ourselves to help us when things are going a little crazy with the, with the Uranian and Aquarian stuff.
1: Um, yeah, I feel like Venus in Aquarius can be a little bit um, not as cozy. Yeah. And there can be like alternate, alternative ways of expressing affection. Right. Uh, yeah. but I feel like this week Venus is going to be giving us the lessons that we need to work on. So exactly. she's facing some tests early on this week. Like this is a big, this is a tough week for Venus, but after yeah. she gets through this initial period, she will bring more solution than she is able to bring at the moment in the early degrees of Aquarius. Right now we're finding out like sort of what the issues are and feeling the ground. Yeah, definitely. And then definitely. after she moves beyond maybe six or seven degrees, we'll talk about Mars later, but for a minute there, she's going to get like her marching orders from Saturn and then she'll be much more reliable. This week we're finding out like what is under the hood basically. Yeah.
0: Yeah, she's heading down. She's heading down into the ground. So we're really she'll be starting to unearth stuff for us. And she's on her way to meet the sun. And that's a real refreshment. But yeah, I think that her presence in Aquarius is actually kind of refreshing because it allows us that beautiful long-distance Aquarian perspective on some of our some issues that are usually really fraught with emotion around our our money and our love, right? And Mm -hmm. we get a little bit of distance on that. So we get to go deep. It's interesting, like her embarking on the underworld journey in Aquarius, because it's a combination of that going deep and really seeing what's there. And like you said, going to ground, but then also having that Aquarian perspective and just, just that little advantage of a bit of emotional distance, even from our own emotional responses that can be really helpful when she's Yeah, she has some tough encounters coming up in the next week or so. But she'll be able
1: to pull back with a little bit of clarity. Yeah. And perspective, actually. Yeah. Um, Which is good because on Monday we have the Sun Square Mars and that's just crabby. Oh, crabby, crabby. It's irritable and crabby. And that is when Venus is entering Aquarius. Yeah. Um, And with all these planets, too, in Aquarius, let's say that the focus, again, is going to be on like the giving and receiving of love and your participation in groups and your friendships. So this is all about, I don't know, group think. I feel like global thinking, our role in how we're serving society and community and where we shine. We're still working with that theme of the full moon in Leo because we're in the closing cycle now. So we're still working with that energy that Leo and Aquarius giving and see, receiving love, leadership and participation in group dynamics. Um, and I think that Venus coming in, she's going to get a few lessons around that this week. And then afterwards she'll be able to help smooth out the situation a little bit more uh, with her like tempered distant thought.
0: Totally. Once she runs this gauntlet, um, with she'll encounter Saturn and then, be in the arms of jupiter and the sun and she'll be better equipped to to help us out with that perspective but yeah it's a bit of a mixed bag and not a bad time i think to have bringing in that aquarian energy that gives us the emotional distance because it is a lot of aquarius we got to use the positives of that
1: you know what's good about monday though is that the moon in libra is going to be training saturn So that actually brings a little bit of balance and a little bit of temperance and a little bit of moderation. If the moon is going to be trining all of these air signs on uh, Monday and Tuesday, I like Libra for some kind of like remediation and like, I don't know, a sense of balance.
0: Yeah. And again, that's it's it's kind of the the positive Venusian qualities coming in sideways to bring balance Mm. I like that. Yeah, and and that's about all there is on Tuesday, right? Is we're just we're just kind of coasting with the moon in Libra, mm -hmm. trying to find our balance.
1: Yeah. And then Wednesday at like six o'clock in the morning, Pacific time, we have the moon going into Scorpio and like the vibe changes. Yeah. I know you love a Scorpio moon. (laughs) (laughs) um, So Wednesday, the moon is going to square Saturn in the afternoon and then oppose Uranus in the evening. So moon squaring Saturn is kind of a bummer uh there's a little bit of like disappointment or like maybe a relationship test or frustration and then I don't know maybe you can't sleep about it yeah <laughs> you know a moon Uranus always looks like oh I can't sleep um on Wednesday night
0: we're definitely gonna be feeling those feelings on Wednesday
1: and yeah the moon I in Scorpio do- goes really really deep too yeah, I, and
0: that and that's the, that's what I love about a Scorpio moon is how deep it goes, and I love how it brings the money into our lives. But the challenge of a Scorpio moon is that it that it takes us so deep, and with the with the other things that are happening in the sky, I I can see why you're you're suggesting that might disrupt our sleep a little bit, and we might be having some internal upset.
1: Yeah, because it's going, to, you know, if the moon travels through Scorpio. It's it's participating in this T square with all the Taurus planets
0: and the Aquarius ones. Year, yep. It's hard. And any moon, any moon Saturn conversation, you know, we can look at this in our own charts and Mm -hmm. see that those are the tough inner conversations in our life. They're the really fruitful ones, but Saturn moon, it's, it's a, a tough, but fruitful inner conversation. And I think it's, you know, what you can always say about lunar transits is they're fast. So we'll move on through that, but yeah. So if you're feeling extra sensitive and a little disrupted on Wednesday, it's okay. It'll be over soon.
1: Yeah, Um, I think that that might carry through even till Thursday because that's right when the moon opposes Mars. So that's like when whatever kind of like disappointment or frustration that you're experiencing on Wednesday kind of like bubbles a little bit to the surface. And then it can be a little bit contentious. So like maybe you can like say, let's put it all out on the table on Thursday and there will be like a bit of a a disagreement or like um, some opposing opinions about certain things but then it trines neptune so it's kind of like we have a little bit of an argument and then everybody makes up
0: yeah i really (laughs) like i like the way you frame that as an argument and then then we get to make up and remember why we love each other because because yeah that mars and taurus can get pretty dug in and stubborn and with the moon opposing it it can even just be that internal conversation where Mm -hmm. we feel one way and then We have a a dug-in opinion in another area of ourselves. So that might play out in relationship or just within ourselves, sort of wrestling within. But I love that you point out that it ends with that trying trying to Neptune that just kind of dissolves whatever it was. Like, you you know, when you have those fights and you get really dug in and then maybe somebody laughs or something happens and it just all
1: dissolves and it's all mm -hmm. okay because of love. Yeah, and then you're like, why were we fighting in the first place? Why were we fighting? Oh, so, so that's Thursday. Yeah, and Friday we get the moon entering into Sagittarius. So this is a little bit of like a a rainbow here. <laughs> I love the moon and Sag because the optimism is back. That's going to carry us through some of the harder aspects of the weekend. So the moon is doing some really nice things for us on Friday and Saturday and Sunday.
0: That, that transition from Scorpio to Sag is always so refreshing and bright. I, I like the analogy of a rainbow for that with that. The Sagittarian bright light is just helping the, the, the uh, Scorpionic fog to dissipate. And yeah, so we get to move into the weekend with our hope restored.
1: So on Saturday, though, I do want to talk about this. There are no other major aspects on Friday, but we are going to be feeling this Venus conjunct Saturn. That takes place actually late on Friday night. So that is mixed in to the vibe of Friday.
0: It's such a mood for the week. This The, the Venus Saturn and the Moon Saturn and all of it seems to be kind of getting us ready for the Saturn Uranus square that's coming in
1: a couple of weeks. Mm. What do you think about that? I feel like... It can be like a pulling back and a need for privacy, right? Or a cutting off of the Venetian archetype of relating and merging things together. Saturn creates boundaries. He puts structures and walls around things, but there's like on the flip side of that. So maybe friendships and social activities could suffer as if they haven't enough already, Um, (laughs) but it can also be, like a testing of relationship or like what what is my responsibility in this relationship and what is the commitment that we've made to each other? You know, so there's like a recognition of the work that it takes to go into relationship and like sustain them because we, relationship is not easy and it's something that like reaps, it reaps the most beautiful rewards, but it takes effort and work and consistency. Like anything worth doing is a pain in the ass like my friend Steve used to say that to me all the time but it's true Saturn always demands that we put in the energy and the work right and so a strong solid relationship can't be like one that has like no arguing I mean it's like impossible to merge two people together right it's two different entities yeah always going to be like some differentiation I think So Saturn is like pointing those out and like, how can we, what is the bridge between these two ideas or how can we work together? But it's like a test of like finding, and I don't want to say the new structure, but like, you know, bridge building.
0: It is, it's bridge building. It's, it's beautiful. We were talking about this transit before we started recording and just how challenging it is because Venus, Saturn is hard, but it's also potentially really really productive and the other mm. little in all the ways that you just said and 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 the juice and the beauty in relationships come when we're ready to get vulnerable with each other and be willing to build a structure that's big enough to hold both people's vulnerabilities and there's a bright light with that moon and sag too that we were we were thinking about with the the moon coming into uh this conversation between venus and saturn and giving us a, that ray of hope and optimism, you know, those beautiful Sagittarian visions of the best that can be. And Moon is supported by Juno there too.
1: So, giving. Right, which is the asteroid goddess of like partnering and pairing, yeah. working yeah. together. Yeah, and, and finding the right role in relationship. I do like it too, because there is that offering of emotional release that the moon will bring to the south node as it comes and sextiles our Aquarian friends.
0: Yeah, it's a nice little narrative, right? We have that Saturn, Venus meeting up, then the moon coming in and entering the conversation and making us expand, right? Bringing in that expansive ideal, what's the best this relationship could be, thinking about our roles when she conjuncts Juno and then being willing to dedicate and release once the moon gets to the south node and all of that in the course of one day it's a beautiful little story not easy but potentially really rewarding i feel like i say that a lot
1: <laughs> i'm just thinking not of the analogy we <laughs> it is though i mean that's what that's what saturn and venus are together yeah venus square uranus Disruptions, evaluating expectations within relationships. That's like hot on the heels of the Venus conjunct Saturn. Oof. So again, that's like something needs to go. And I want to go yeah. back to our analogy last week. I just like it came up again that pulling out the drywall and the floorboards in a house. Yeah. You know? Um, that's what we're doing right now in our relationships, one-to-one in A personal and the most intimate dynamic but also with society as a whole yeah this is aquarius
0: yeah yeah we're really having we're having to stretch our minds and hearts to encompass all of that we can't just be in our isolated little worlds anymore we have to stretch out and feel the other
1: The moon enters Capricorn at one o'clock on Sunday. How do you think that's going to feel? That's actually, you know, I don't know. It's sort of of like uh, merging the experiential data that we've had over the past like three days uh, because we're going to have like a trine to Uranus and Mars. This is like basically looking at the situation from a different perspective and like something actually practical. I'm kind of excited that the moon will be in Capricorn, although don't tell anyone ever that I said I that.
0: Was, I was <laughs> just thinking this. I'm like, well, usually I do not love a and moon like, in Capricorn. It goes husband. in there. It opposes my natal moon. It's all hard. And and the way I'm feeling about it this week is it's going to be a relief to come to ground. Like that was a lot of mm-hmm. Aquarius that we just went yeah. through a lot of our minds kind of being on the verge and really feeling into other people's not even feeling it but just being really so open and vulnerable to the energy of the group and moon and capricorn brings us right down face to face with what is the work that i need to do right now mm-hmm. what do i need to take care of on a practical basis what is right in front of me and what can ground me
1: Right, literally, like, all right, I'm going to work now. That was yep. eno- enough of that. I learned some things. <laughs> Fabulous. Now I'm, I'm going to go work. Yeah, I think that's going to feel really good. I think so, too. I can't yeah. believe I'm saying that. I know, me no. <laughs> 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 And then um on Monday, we have the sun in Aquarius conjunct Mercury. It's so good, though. If the sun is, like, conjunct Mercury, like, right when it's Kazemi, you can, like power through reviewing or revamping if you need to rewrite something or if you need to like I don't know go in your garage and like you know sort out old photo negatives or I
0: swear sometimes when you say things like that it's like you have x-ray vision into my house like that time that you were like that bottle of kimchi in the back of your fridge (laughs) and now it's like the photo negatives in your garage which is literally something that I
1: need to deal with I mean, isn't this great for like going back into like our past and like things, mercurial things that we've done, like cleaning up the messes. It's just like organization, like re-networking, you know, reviewing emails.
0: Yeah. It's the heart of the Mercury retrograde. So you're Mm going to find out what was the purpose for you of this whole Mercury and Aquarius retrograde journey and really use that um, zap of energy right in the middle of of the mercury retrograde there's if we think about the magical hermetic aspect of these mercury travels mercury Kazimi is that moment when the magical messages can come in from the energetic realms and i always encourage people on that sun conjunct mercury day to be really open to whatever messages that you hear whether this is coming in on a practical level or coming in on a woo-woo level, you are
1: hearing the messages
0: on that day, in
1: that moment. It's magic. And that that day, too, also means that we're literally halfway done with the Mercury retrograde. (laughs) (laughs) Woo-hoo! Do we have some supports for the week? I was looking at one. Yeah, yeah, let's hear it. It's for Connection. Because we're still doing that Leo Aquarius thing about your individual role in the group uh, and with your friends. And then we have like Venus square Saturn and Uranus, which has to do with connection too. And maybe like the disruption or like the reconfiguration of like connection and marjoram. It's like a sweet oregano. Do you know those herbs to Provence that like French herb combination that has lavender? I love that. um, This is one of the major herbs in that, but it's like a cousin of oregano, but it's a little bit sweeter. This one is good for people if they're having like reclusive behaviors or trying to protect themselves further from abstaining from social interactions. So sometimes people put barriers between themselves and others to protect themselves from being hurt. Right. Um, (laughs) I don't
0: know anything about that. What on earth are you talking about?
1: (laughs) But this is, this is like an unintentional coping strategy, right. For like relating to other people. And, um, this herb, marjoram, really helps with that, and it sort of like kindles the fire of trust in relationships, so that people and their relationship cap- capacity can like really blossom. This is beautiful. So, so
0: perfect for Leo Aquarius, and you know, I think about just remediation for your Aquarian placements. For those of you out there that have Aquarius Moon, especially, this would be a really good ongoing remediation for that. That's
1: beautiful. It's also yeah. like, it's like remediation for Twitter. You know, everyone just kind of like <laughs> goes after each other on Twitter and it's just like oh, a crazy shit so show. Painful. This is like that kind of social situation, Aquarius, right? Yeah. But instead of like canceling everyone like this and like just cutting people off, which is like kind of a defense mechanism, like marjoram yeah. softens that and it like opens the, your emotional capacity to stay connected in relationships That's and soft hearted yeah yes i like that one yeah so the
0: the flower essence that i chose cherry plum is also in a way an Aquarian remediation um the this the straightforward bach language for it is that it it is for when you have a fear of your mind giving way so oh my gosh, that's so perfect right now right <laughs> because we really are kind of spun out on all of this air energy and um Our minds are taking us to to, uh, challenging places at times. And I think our nervous systems even are really affected by this. I had a huge migraine last week. I've talked to a few other people that are having like nervous system, brain, migraine type stuff. Being able to feel a trust in our own inner stability, even when things are in chaos outside of us in some ways, and we may be feeling some inner chaos. That's the gift of cherry plum. It brings us that inner stability, not really a a grounded stability, but a centeredness when things are really airy and spinning. And I think that that's going to be really helpful probably all year as we navigate these earth-air conversations, but especially this week when things are so intensely Aquarian. It will help us to center in our minds so that we can... We can remember and and it'll help us to access that more heartfelt courageous part of ourselves that you were just talking about with the marjoram with the leo aquarius so that's cherry plum the bach flower essence
1: so yeah i was looking at aquamarine it's associated with the throat chakra and it helps um with communication uh, and makes it so that people are fully aware of their own truths. And it makes them easier for them to articula- ic- articulate their truths with clarity and conviction. So you can speak clearly without anger in difficult situations. Um, back to my Twitter reference. Um, (laughs) But it also, as like an Aquarian thing, encourages like the ideal of service to the world and to the development of uh, humanity attuned to healing. So it's like this higher octave thing that we were talking about last week when we were trying to tap into Neptune.
0: Um, So it's going to help us relationally on both levels that we've talked about this week with the mm -hmm. big... Aquarian, our relationship to the human family stuff and then with the the more stuff yeah the venus stuff that we'll be dealing with
1: yeah it helps with like compromise and negotiations so that you can use your words with reason when you're in a confrontational situation which sounds like you know (laughs) yep yep these are really good supports So one thing that I wanted to talk about, too, that we skipped over is that it's really important for you to know which house is the Aquarius house in your natal chart. That is where all of this action is going to be coming down so you can be more adequately prepared to deal with the um, pivoting and spinning, as Brownwin likes to say. Um, (laughs) the house actually denotes like the stage or the area where all of the action is going to take place and since we have all the planets doing a little bit of a pylon right there in the Aquarius house pay attention to that in your chart and that's where the action is going to take place
0: yeah it's it's big all year but especially big this week all Mm -hmm. of that action in Aquarius and the other place to look is your Taurus house because that's Mm -hmm. where Uranus is hanging out all year and the big conversation is happening between the Aquarius parts of your chart and the Taurus parts of your chart. So you can learn a lot just from looking at those. And if you if you don't really know the houses or know the keywords, I have a free download for you guys. I'll drop the link in the show notes. You sign up for my mailing list. I'll send you um, a little uh, lunar lunar phase workbook, and it has keywords for all of the houses in there. But there is no replacement for getting your chart read and interpreted by an astrologer. Rebecca and I are both available for consults in February. We both have a really compassionate and empowering approach to helping you learn about your chart. And we would love to see you in the consultation space. I've got links. We've got links for how to contact either or both of us in the show notes as well.
1: Yeah super (laughs) so thanks everyone for listening to the venus rises astrology podcast if you enjoy what you're hearing be sure to like and subscribe you can also rate and review the podcast on itunes or follow us on facebook to find the show notes and leave comments or questions about each episode all right we'll see you soon next week
0: bye guys hang in there we'll make it through this week we'll see you next week